Playoff time is when things start getting serious on the court. Players are more driven than ever to win these big games and keep advancing. Goodyear knows all about being more driven, too. Working hard to help you advance on and off the road. Let Goodyear.com help you choose what's best. Hey, podcast listeners. Andrew Hahn from ESPN. We have some fantastic sponsors, and they'd love to hear from you, our fantastic audience. So if you like the Hoop Collective or the other fine podcast programming at ESPN, give us a hand by answering a short, anonymous survey at ESPNPodcastStudy.com. It's quick and easy and really helps highlight the value of shows like this one, The Hoop Collective. That form is at ESPNPodcastStudy.com. Now here's the show. Sunday Hoop Collective. We're in this, and we got some special guests. Uh, I'm Cassidy Hubberth, not in NYC. I am in L.A. with three of the finest folk. That's Ramona Shelburne across my way. Should I wave? Because yeah. it's like a podcast where people can't see me wave. No. just has to be a verbal cue there. Okay. And that sweet baritone voice, <laughs> Dave McMenamin. Who has a better voice, Dave? Yeah. Con. Han has a great voice. Yeah. Han, give it to us. Can you talk? Oh. (laughs) So no Han today. So we have another Asian sensation in (laughs) Ohm Young Masuk. Asian takeover. Um, So happy to be with you, Omi, and the two of you, but... I love me some Omi. Okay, you guys, we just uh, finished up the Cavs and Lakers game. Uh, Han doesn't want to talk about this game. (laughs) I don't think the Cavs want to talk about that game. Jordan Clarkson definitely doesn't want to oh, talk no. about that game. No, I saw him walking break. out and he goes, yeah, it's kind of a tough one for me. And I was like, yeah. It but it wasn't just him. Well, what was that locker room like? It was frustrated and it was a little bit, they've been thrown for a loop because they started off this road trip, a great win in yeah. Denver. They felt like they were in the position to start building some momentum towards the postseason. Mm-hmm. None of them expected. Of course, you lose two more rotation players in Rodney Hood and Jetty Osman in the Clippers game. Still, they thought they could regroup and get this one. And uh, I think there's a lot of people scratching their heads right now. The Lakers were shorthanded too, actually. The the Lakers are kind of good. I mean, good. Yeah, they're kind of good. Like, I I mean, seven of their last nine since the All Star break. Yeah, they're what, 18, no, 19 and eight now? I mean, I guess, I guess, uh, Luke Wallen can coach a little bit, Ramon. A little bit. Mm. I mean, look, they don't have Brandon Ingram right now. Like, they didn't play that great. They've been playing great since who? Since LeVar Ball said that. We don't say that name anymore. (laughs) Okay. It's like Voldemort. Big, big, big Papa Baller. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, the Lakers are playing. As a team, they got these young guys, and there's no pressure on them right now. They're not going to make the playoffs, right? So if they, you know, I, I think we'd be having a different conversation if they were right by the eight seed. Now you're playing with pressure and expectations, et cetera, et cetera. This was the kind of game where it's like you just go out and you know mess around and do what Julius Randle did. Julius that, I mean, that's Randall's that's the one guy that I feel like has used this opportunity of the the second part of this year to say, all right, I can, I can do some things. And, um, you know, I know we're still kind of trying to figure out what he is as an NBA player, but, you know, when when you still don't know who you are as a player, you're going 34 and 14, that's pretty good. Well, it's like, kind of interesting, though, that the fact that he went off against LeBron, <laughs> given that, you know, Ramona, it's pointed out that they would have to get rid of Julius Randle in order to get LeBron. Maybe. Okay. I mean, there are ways. 
there are there are a lot of different ways and a lot of different things that could happen. I mean, you know, Dave, did you think they were going to trade half the team at the trade deadline? No, absolutely not. But <laughs> I, well, one, I didn't think any team would take Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> sure enough, the Lakers filled in that. Who had a great game? He tonight, looked by really the way. good. I mean, actually, he started off not playing no, well, no, no. which all the more credit he deserves for the way he finished the game. Mm-hmm. Because third quarter, he's the difference maker. It was seventy. To 72. And now I'm talking about the details of the game. Sorry, Andrew. But yeah. it was a close game, yeah. and it wasn't a close game after Isaiah Thomas looked like the guy the Cavs hoped that they would have had for the 15 games he played with Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I, the one thing about Julius, and I've talked to Ramona about this, but it's almost like, and I've talked to Julius about this, is like, um, are you trying to change the narrative? The narrative has been since, since Magic and Rob have come on board, they want two max free agents, and in order to get him, guess what? Julius has to go, and so does Luol Deng. And how does it feel to always hear your name be like, hey, man, you got to get out of here in order to bring these two stars? And so Julius, you know, he's become kind of numb to everything. But it, it uh, tonight was om- almost kind of like Julius sending he, – he continues to send a message to Lakers management. If you're going to get rid of me, look what you're getting rid of. You know? And look, this is a kid who was lottery pick, seventh overall. Um, missed his whole first rookie season because he broke his foot in like the first game of the year. Yeah. But um, has – grown into like I don't know that we all would have thought this is the player he would be like when he first came to the Lakers he was totally different body he wasn't this big bruising guy he was this Lamar Odom type we all thought he was going to be kind of more of a perimeter guy and now he's and now he's like this big bruiser inside and like I mean I, I what was the Lamar Odom was one comp and Zach Randolph yeah. was another comp Zach Randolph he's yeah. really neither yeah. of those I mean Zach Randolph right. has a great touch and he's a silky shooter i mean he's you know below the rim kind of player julius is a really physical guy like yeah. i i think well, he's the most physical player on the court tonight him and brooke really yeah. complement each other well yeah they're, they're, and, and and granted like the Cavs, like, they have their own thing on they them. have their own issues Ooh, with size. Look like shades of charles barkley yeah, against yeah. The Cavs. there have been times in the last 15 games and i've spoken to lakers about this where julius used to always kind of like try to bully his way in there and there are times he he still does it he puts his head down and he draws a charge or Mm -hmm. he loses the ball and he's out of control but now in the last 16 to 17 games there has almost been a light a light bulb that has clicked in him where you see him look at his man he not only knows he has a mismatch he knows his guy cannot stop him and i've asked the lakers that i've asked julius this and they they all agree they're like you've seen this now in him in the last 15 games he also has progressed where like he can put his back to the basket and read the defense a little bit more he's not reading everything Mm -hmm. but he'll still skip it you know across the court to an open three-point shooter that is something that i don't think he could do at the beginning of the season um, this sounds like the insight coming from a person who recently wrote a three thousand word piece <laughs> yeah. about Julius Randle. Still, this is perhaps this is what's coming to your internet yeah. soon. <laughs> Sell it, home. Sell him. Yeah. But not. I mean, he's called building hype. I've been very synergy, very impressed with him. And I and <laughs> I mean, it, you have to, Ramona. What are like the Lakers? Look, obviously, I'll tell you this. have an asset on their hands with him. First, first game of the year. Um, so he doesn't get his extension done. Um, it didn't really go anywhere in those conversations. And Julius was a guy, I mean, he wants to be in LA. Like he's married, he's got a little kid. Who doesn't? He loves it here in Los Angeles. Who Dave. doesn't? Cassie does. I do. I mean, Los Angeles is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay. So Han over here texting <laughs> me because he wants me to ask who's ready to bury the Cavs Raptors oh. for the finals. I've already booked my hotel in both cities. Smart. In Toronto and in Cleveland. The Raptors. But I booked Toronto first. This is, should not be breaking news, but the Raptors are the best team in the East by a country mile right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. 
but a lot can change. Yeah, in and the a question month. is, do, do you trust Kyle Lowry? Hmm. <laughs> do you, but I mean, with if you're the Cavs, do you trust any of these guys? Right. Well, I mean, this is what I was going to ask you, Mac. Is like I trust LeBron. Yeah, right. That's well, the whole thing. Like, I mean, I'm, with the new guys. Am I putting yeah. too much? Am I investing too much into LeBron like I do every year? Whenever they struggle in the regular season, I'm just like, man, LeBron's going to get it fixed and right. they're going to be fine in the postseason. And with that, also everybody who believes in the Toronto hype, you're like, well, let's see what happens when they hit their first, you know, adversity, and all of a sudden, you know, the rotation shortens a little bit, and the Raptors get a little bit tighter, and Kyle Lowry starts shooting four for twenty, and he's got to stay after midnight getting shots <laughs> up. Right? We've seen that narrative before, but after watching the the Cavs tonight, their defense was gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> their defense was gross, and sure, they've seen improvements a little bit since adding the new guys, but like. Again, against that high pace motion that the Raptors are running, like I just don't. Well, when you watch the Cavs now, I mean, you, you kind of when you look. Okay, let's look back at the trades mm-hmm. and what they added um, and what they subtracted. So Isaiah Thomas was supposed to be the type of Robin to LeBron's Batman, right? That Kyrie had been. That was the role he was supposed to have played. I don't know that he was ever going to be Kyrie, but he could certainly provide a lot of scoring punch. Mm-hmm. Um, so and play with pr- pace. Yeah, play with pace. Take some pressure off LeBron. Get wide open looks for their specialist shooters. That right. was supposed to be the plan. So in that trade, they sort of turned Isaiah into Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson couldn't do that. He he, but he's not a he's not a guy who's ever done that consistently as a starter. Um, in those type of pressure packed minutes, I, we, Ohm and I have seen him in LA. Um, I, I think he, he grew a lot in his time here with the Lakers, but, you know, never been to the playoffs. Yeah. So how is that going to sit with him? I, I do think he has that in him, but does he have the same kind of game that Isaiah does? Mm, not, 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 not that I, you know, in, in many ways and since his trade. Yeah. Isaiah does a lot of things they, that Jordan did, but he does them better. He doesn't defend as good right. as Jordan does, but he scores so much easier than, than Jordan. Jordan really has to work for his shots to create mm-hmm. space. Isaiah, yes, when he gets in the paint, it's tough because he's 5'9". But on the perimeter, everything can come so and much he just, easier And he just than, knows than what Jordan. he's doing out there. He knows how to run an offense. He's a vet. And uh, you heard Luke Walton say that post game, Like, you know, all the stuff that we're saying as coaches – to the team, he's actually saying to the players on the court because yeah. he is a vet. Right, but he's, he's still only shooting like 39%. Yeah. No, with the and Lakers. he's probably what, 75% of what he was. Right. Like he's at 70 to 75%. Right. He still misses a lot of shots that he normally I don't think that the total value of Clarkson and Thomas right now is that far off. Right. And, and Rodney Hood is, was a guy that you thought, okay, I mean, a lot of people have been thinking Rodney can be a, a breakthrough kind of guy for a couple of years here. The Utah Jazz finally gave up on that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, hasn't done all that much. Can't stay healthy. Um, and then George Hill. Whew, I, I didn't see a lot tonight. Yeah, he's been very up and down. Um, Nance has been the most consistent. Mm-hmm. Clarkson would be number two after that. Hood's been the least consistent. Hill, when he makes his corner threes... And he's stopping the man in front of him yeah. and playing within himself. He's a, a really nice starting point guard. If you will have enough talent around him, though, yeah. like if, but you know, if you need to get 15 points a game, and that's what the Cavs need right now because yeah. all their injuries, mm-hmm. you can't rely on him. Yeah. Are any of these four guys that they got, are any of them capable of being Robin to LeBron's Batman? No. no. I mean, are, are any of them really true starters? Mm. I mean, Larry Nance 
he's played really well. I mean, he he's not a traditional really well. center, but no. but he's played so well that it's like, okay, well, I he will can tell be you a though, non-traditional. Ty Lue and the Cavs, I mean, they're these injuries. Like yeah. they're worried about Nance right. and the wear and tear and right. you know, Good this point. it's been a murderous row um on this road trip with mm-hmm. with, you know, it started with with Drummond and then he had Jokic and then, you know, uh, DeAndre and then tonight which they just got abused right, with Lopez, in the paint. Yeah. So, um it's gonna it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot on on Nance to to right, and it helps that they got Zizic in there a little bit yep. today, and who's looked really good since yeah. his return from the G League. Yeah, he's looked he's looked like a, a player, a guy yeah. you can put in there for some minutes. But again, these are like the first games he's ever played yeah. in right. the NBA yeah. period, while the Cavs are trying to secure a top three seed in the East. Yeah. Like, and you were talking about Zizic being yes. a, yeah, exactly. like a positive for them. Right? Yeah. Like, how do they go? From three NBA Finals appearances to this, know. and and it's know. like I look at them now and I go, gosh, how are they going to stop anybody? Right? Like, I mean, I think defensively, Larry is a Larry is a nice player for them, but he, if you're playing him at the five, he's going to go against bigger guys all the time. Right. I mean, that matters depending on who you're playing against, right? Like, other teams also go small, so it, it actually would be less of a problem if you play the Warriors again, right? It would be less of a problem if you play Houston. I, I don't know, he'd be it'd be hard for him and Capella, but. But still, like Capella is a he's a dunker. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you look like Clarkson's is better defensively than he was, but he's not known as a defensive guy. Yeah, um, Jr. can be a good defensive player, but I mean, I think you, I think I can boil this down very quickly. Last five minutes of a game, you need a basket. They double LeBron. They trap LeBron. Who does he throw the ball to? I mean, he can. Play with Kyle Korver in those situations, right. and Kevin Kyle, Love, and obviously Kevin Love. Yeah, I mean, so they have some guys who can make shots. The problem I find with them defensively is that the best asset that their four new players have defensively is that they can all switch and play multiple yeah, positions. Yeah. But in order to play a defense like that, everyone has to know what everyone yep. else is doing, yeah. and they haven't had the type of time to download that information yep. in their brains. And with the way the NBA is this season, you have a game every other night. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, and a veteran team that has injuries mm-hmm. just, just will not practice. Mm-hmm. So that's really difficult. Dave, how are you? I'm doing great. Andrew, how are you? Um, I'm alive. It's a Monday. It's a Monday. We're sitting here in one of the palatial conference rooms in LA Live. You somehow got NBA Countdown to move across the country so you could steal their green room and make it your office. We're staring over Staples Center right now. Right. And I wanted to know when the last time you went to a concert was. Wow, great question. Uh, the last concert I saw was Coldplay. Holy crap. I saw them play at uh, where the Foxborough this past summer. Past summer, I didn't realize Coldplay still tours. Wow. They had a recent album. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? What's your favorite Coldplay song? Wow, that's a good. Uh, probably Shiver. I had to go on a bunch of websites. I uh, compared prices and ended up not getting a great deal. To be honest, it was okay. a last minute purchase. Uh-huh. I enjoyed the show, but I didn't enjoy the process of finding those tickets. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm still just, I'm a little boggled. That- They've had like six solid albums from the time I was in college to being in my mid thirties. I guess. So, I mean, when I was trying to get the tickets, had I thought to use SeatGeek, 
I probably would have been in a better boat because they grade every ticket based on value. And it helps you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Um, and again, I went over budget on those tickets. And every purchase fully guaranteed. So you're not going to go show up with your girl and get rejected at the gate and then have to drive back from Foxborough and all that traffic and not actually have seen a show. How much money do you spend on tickets where you're like, this is too much? What is your threshold? I think like 500 is where it, it gets to be like, I can't justify this. Wow. But if you have like good seats for a good, like you go to a show at the Hollywood Bowl, it's definitely worth it to pay 450 for lower orchestra seats at the Hollywood Bowl for a great show. That's, you're probably right. Um, I think I have not spent more than like $35. No way. More than $35? $35. For a concert. Well. I don't get money like that. <laughs> so, like, this, I'm talking about this is like a once a year type of purchase. Wow. I'm okay. working all the time. I don't have the money or the time to do this often, but on a special occasion. Uh, now, my Coldplay seats were, were okay. The next time, if I was to see them up close, that would be a completely new experience than all the other times. Right, and you'd get a better deal for it if, uh, if you got them from SeatGeek. Right. Best of all, listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Uh, just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code HOOP today. That's promo code HOOP for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Um, any of you guys see the Warriors Timberwolves game? I listened to it on ESPN Radio. Oh, plug. Mm-hmm. Uh, I to John Barry and I think it was Adam Amin on the call. I think it was Adam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, they just can't win without Steph Curry. Like, they're just not the same team without Steph. I mean, like, they have Sean Wait, Livingston. that's a serious statement right there. You're saying they, they cannot can't win, win they, without Steph Curry? If they don't own, oh, they can are win you, games. But, but are you worried about yeah, them I'm without Steph Curry? Because that, that Steph injury... Like, I was there Thursday night when he turned it, and, like, he didn't really... We thought he stepped on somebody's foot. I don't know that he did. I think that was one of those just stepped on the court wrong. He just kind of landed weird. Mm. And it was... Look, it's his fourth ankle injury on the same right ankle, and this is now two times in a row. Like, he did the last one in Atlanta, and then he we stepped on Zaza's foot. Um, and then this was a week later. I mean, it's it's just cumulative. Like, when you mm-hmm. keep when you keep injuring the same ankle, it has a weakness to it. So even when you feel better, it's just weaker and yeah. it's more predisposed to... And this is with KD going off, by the way. Yeah, I mean, look, when... Okay, they have Sean Livingston who can play point guard, but you know who's starting at point guard right now? Quinn Cook. That's right. Like, I mean, they... Like, and you watch them play, and Livingston can give him some minutes, but you can't ride him... At his age, with his history, that many minutes. You can't ride him that hard. So you have to have other people bring the ball up. So that's actually been Draymond and KD. I didn't realize Draymond was bringing the ball. Yeah, yeah it, I mean. It's it's funny to me, the uh, Clay Thompson, who's one of the least 
verbal, verbose mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. of the time decides to come out and say, yeah. we're going to go out and feed the rest of the year. And then mm-hmm. this happens. Like, mm-hmm. how odd is that? Yeah. Just stay in your lane. Clay. Yeah, was Just stay in your lane, Clay. <laughs> China Clay. Yeah. Yes. China Clay <laughs> came out. I'm okay with him saying that in the sense that I'll, I've been, I'm in that Warriors locker room a lot. And those guys are so ready for the playoffs to start. They've been ready yeah. for the playoffs to start for three months. Right. Like, and so you They're get ready to for the, the playoffs. They can see it now. Steph Curry's not ready for the playoffs. No. no. Nope. No. Nope. And like, I don't know, that night, like, I, I saw Steph that night. He wanted to go back in the game. He said he was fine. I saw him post game. He didn't, he didn't even have a wrap on his ankle. He wasn't icing it extra. Yeah. It didn't look, like when he was walking around, it wasn't even an extra hobble. Like he put his tennis shoes on and walked out. So did it look that bad? No, but you don't know anything until the next morning. And for, times on the same right ankle in the same year it's not it's just a cumulative thing so anything can happen and, and like with if they don't have stuff it's not the same team he, he he was having a fantastic year too. yeah yeah like this was mvp level stuff yep so i'm just uh, i'm gonna finish this pot on this are, are you giving houston more of a chance because actually db and i have this conversation all the time mm-hmm. she's all she's She's pretty in all on, in the, on the Rockets. Yeah, mm. not all in, but she's a believer. Let's put it that way. I like when Doris believes. <laughs> yeah, she's very sincere and genuine, and she can make she's me believe. She Doris is a goat. believer, though. She's a believer, like in general, right? No, she is. She's, she's like, not, look, I, I would love for Houston to be this for the this to be their year, as James has said. Like they have that swag, and they have, and I love, I love the story of you know they got all all these guys who've never won, and they finally have to all come together to get over their collective yeah, like threshold that. guardians. Okay, you know, like it's, yeah. you know, James and Chris both have the same yeah. thing. D'Antoni's never won. Yep. Like, you know, PJ joins them he joins his old rival from north carolina that's great like i, I even joe Carol, johnson yeah joe yeah. johnson <laughs> you know there you go best um, career of any guy ever right yeah. <laughs> love but, joe jesus <laughs> like you uh i mean i i would love that but i just okay if they're healthy if the warriors are healthy if, if staff's able to go and we have a seven game series in the western conference finals with the warriors and the rockets i'm still going with the warriors if they're healthy I'm, I'm, you all know, I'm old school R&B rap guy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Janet Jackson. What have you done yeah. for me lately? Okay. Oh, and I can't get that taste out of my mouth from last year of how Harden finished in the playoffs. Yeah. And same thing for Chris Paul year after year. Yeah, I really don't feel like that was talked about enough. You know, that, no, like that, that was a bad, one of the most bad taste yeah. of my Biggest mouth seeing how Harden finished last year. You don't, I know. a guy who was an MVP candidate, you don't want to see guys like that. So if he can do that, if he's capable of doing that in the playoffs, when things go bad in his mind, what's going to happen if this team hits adversity in the playoffs and Chris Paul is yelling at him and, you know, who knows what happens. But what if we look back at it and say that was like LeBron's finals against Dallas? Yeah, and sure. And that he hit the basement. And he realized they had to make some changes, and he became mentally stronger. And was that was that the when Eddie House said LeBron quit? Was it? <laughs> Eddie said it, not me. <laughs> yes, I didn't say it. Eddie said it. But, yeah. Uh, no, you could be right, Dave. Right. Maybe, maybe that's he all summer long. Something clicked in him, and he came back. And and everybody is saying in the, around the NBA that he is the MVP. So here's what you're just saying. Um, when they lost last year, like very quickly, there was video of him at the club afterwards, right? Right. And it kind of like fed into this narrative, like James doesn't care enough or he doesn't, you know, whatever it is, you fold. And and, uh, and I was talking to PJ Tucker. I always talk to PJ Tucker because he's just a good dude. He's, he's awesome. He's like yeah. a good locker room guy. And Great sneaker. Best, yeah, sneaker, <laughs> yeah. So, and I Hands said, hey, when, uh, when you signed here, like who recruited you? Like who was the one who came after you? I thought it would have been Chris. It was James. And... 
I think a lot of what happened over the summer was actually fueled by James. Like, I think he was the main recruiter. And it just didn't fit the personality. It didn't fit the narrative to me. Like, oh, it's supposed to be James is just the guy who plays and Chris is the big recruiter. I actually think James did a lot of it. No, no. And I, he, he came I, out and said that early yeah, on, him I and think, D'Antoni, yeah. I think he's – I think that lit a fire under him. You know, like this idea that, that James – you know, because we don't see him as like the fiery guy, right? When he gets cooking, he does a little dance. He doesn't mm-hmm, – he's mm-hmm. not Westbrook screaming and posing and flexing. Right. Like he has that deadpan look yeah. to him. We're like, we don't even know his personality that no. much, no, to be honest, don't. based don't. on what he's I mean, just think of full State Farm commercials. Yeah. Yeah. He'd like the, he's actually really funny when he he's says, "No, we there. don't. I don't want to ride from." from yeah, you. I mean, the closest I think anyone's ever got to like capturing James Harden was when Pablo Torre wrote about him. It's a, you know, and he, he talked about him and his 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 buddies have like their own language of words that you don't even know. Yeah, and like, you know, right. I, I mean, it's it's pretty good, ca- you know, capturing who he is and what he's about. But like, I just I don't think any of us know him. I think you know the beard. I think you know the dance he does. But I, I think the do. I think there's more. There's more inside of him than any of us realize. Well, we'll certainly learn a lot more about him, especially if he wins that MVP. We'll mm-hmm. hear. We'll hear so what we, he does in the the speech, and then the playoff run. What are we gonna say? Are we gonna bury the Cavs and the Warriors on the same? We play no, the, the, the three P and just. You know what? You know what we just Raptors, learned. Rockets. We're just like Golden State. We need the damn playoffs to start too <laughs> yeah. because we're out here giving <laughs> just dumb takes right now. <laughs> On that note, Hani Han, we're done. Right? Okay. Good. For Dave, Momo, Ohm, Cassidy. Um, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Peace. Peace.